Welcome back to the Rugby League Digest. It's Michael here to reflect on the life and career of Norm Proven on the sad occasion of his passing. Unfortunately, the timing of the news made it impossible to coordinate this with Andy, but I know he joins me and the entire Rugby League community in mourning the loss of Proven, a champion, an immortal, a giant in every sense of the word, and in a crowded field, I think he must be considered the greatest dragon. It's funny to feel this way about a bloke in his late 80s who had been ailing for some time, but I I was actually stunned when I heard the news. Like, it it just didn't seem right. And I I think there are a number of of reasons for that. And I've got quite a few thoughts on the career of this legendary man. I want to start in in maybe a a strange place, but a, a personal anecdote that I think says something about Norm Proven and the place he occupies in the game. So I never met Norm Proven, but being a Dragons fan, I've, you know, breathed the same air as him a handful of times. You know, I've been within a few metres of him. And the last of those occasions was at Cogra Oval in the early 2000s, at a, the time when they were um, refurbishing the stadium. And they had this, like, weird demountable setup, which I guess they were using for corporates. And this was like a, an old Legends Day and so the demountable, so imagine this like primary school style demountable, but with this little outside veranda balcony area in front. And I looked over and among a handful of legends, there's Proven and he's holding an orange Bacardi breezer looking out over the field. And I, I don't know if there's many other people who could pull this off standing in this cheap demountable drinking a Bacardi breezer, but just radiating class and dignity and everything you thought of, you think of when you hear the name Norm Proven, like it was just radiating off him. And it's been really nice to see reading all the tributes in the wake of his passing, everyone talking about this aura and this presence that he carried with him. It's it's something that can't be faked. It's something that can't be learned. It's something that very few people possess. And he clearly had it. And it's no wonder that he rose to the heights he did. And in that team of champions, he was the leader. He was the one everyone looked up to. And that then became game-wide. Thinking about his immortality, one thing that I think is true of all the immortals is that each of them has a distinct quality that is unlike any other player. Like there's no other player quite like this one. And Churchill didn't have what Raper had, who didn't have what Gaznia had, who didn't have what Beetson had, and you can go on and on. And I think what defined Proven more than anything else was this dignified but absolute authority. He was the greatest leader because his men would follow him anywhere, knowing that he would be right ahead of them through everything. His word carried so much weight because of the integrity behind it. And it seems pretty clear that he carried that throughout his life, beyond football. This presence, this steadfast, resolute authority. Like, you just believed it. You felt it. And, of course, his size helps. But that's not the whole story. There are taller men than Proven who don't have it. And in other men of that size, it's a presence that might be intimidating or even menacing. But it was different with Proven. It was like quiet and reassuring, like you're in safe hands. And I think this speaks to the idea of what I called the the ornament quality. So when 
the last time Andy and I spoke about the immortals and we were talking about what makes an immortal, I broke the, the 13 we have into two main types that you've got stardust and you've got a compilation of achievements. And then when I got to Proven, and and this is true of Dally Messenger as well, I put them both in the same class, there was something else. It wasn't so much what they did on field, although both of them were, you know, in, in the top handful of players in their era and the legend of their achievements have carried on through the years. But it's more just their names and their images representing something bigger than themselves or the career of any player. And of course, much of that with Proven comes down to the Gladiators photo, which of course subsequently became the Winfield Cup trophy and still remains on the Premiership trophy today. And the thing about that trophy is he already seemed carved out of granite and and this just kind of confirmed it. And for someone like me who was born years after Proven retired and never got to see him play. It took that photo and then the statue to make those singular qualities that Proven possessed apparent and obvious. But those qualities were always there. And and what a gift to someone like me, you know, who cares a lot about rugby league history, to have that visual sign point. And I remember in one of our discussions, Andy mentioned that how lucky we were to be represented by men the caliber of Proven and Summons these two men of dignity and and elegance. And and I think that's very true. And it took someone like Proven to get that over the line. Like obviously you needed the the size difference of, of the two men as the comparison. That's what sells the whole image. But it also takes someone who carried himself in this way to pull it off, to take it from like a really cool photo to the stuff of legend. And it's a well-told story now, but of course... At the conclusion of that controversial grand final, that moment was actually summons going up to Proven and and basically saying, Lawless stitched us up. You know, we were robbed of that game. So you can make an argument that, you know, this foundation of of rugby league history is built on a lie. But ultimately, like, that's lost to time. And and what remains is this image that any sport would kill for as as just the perfect representation of of what the sport is and what it stands for. But I think Proven's case for immortality goes well beyond a statue. Although there's a fair chance that without it, he he probably would have fallen just short. But I think that's more a public perception rather than merit. Because I, I think he clears the bar by any metric you can use. And I do want to talk about Proven the player. But firstly, you have to discuss the the leadership. And my favorite part of Proven becoming an immortal was how much it clearly meant to his players and the other players of his era. I saw NRL.com has reposted an interview they did with Johnny Riley uh, on the occasion of Norm being inducted to the Immortals. And at the end, the interviewer asked, what would you say to Norm you know, on, on this occasion? And it was a one-word response, finally. And you know, when we spoke to, to Noel Kelly a few years ago, he was of the same lines. He said, Proven should be an immortal. He's got to be the next one. And the way Proven's old teammates speak of him, there's just this boundless admiration. And he was like a father figure who was just a couple of years older than, than most of them. He was just someone whose word was gospel and someone that, that they would never want to disappoint. And, and the really touching thing 
is the way he reciprocated that admiration and that love. Like he talks about blokes like Raper and Langlands with this paternal affection and talks about, you know, how he trusted them and he'd heard all the stories about Billy Smith and Raper out on the town, but he never saw it. And, you know, a, a good deal of that is probably because he'd have an orange juice at the pub and then go home with his wife while they'd can on and, and head out to checkers afterwards. And I think there, there was probably a, a, a subtle turning a blind eye to some of the antics, knowing what they could produce on the field. But you can also see that these blokes didn't want to disappoint Norman and they would be on their better behaviour when he was around. And it seems pretty clear also that this that this was carried through well after their playing days were over. You'd always hear that he'd talk to Chuck about putting some money away and, you know, and always hoping he'd finally get it together and, you know, the same of Billy Smith. And really touchingly, when Proven was coaching Cronulla in the late 70s, he brought Billy Smith along with him to coach the lower grades and, and he was really hoping that, you know, Smith could progress through the ranks and get his coaching career started. And it didn't happen. And he, you know, expressed disappointment about that and and thought he would have done a great job. Like there was just this undying loyalty that it's really beautiful reading the the book Never Before, Never Again, which I'm sure any Dragons fan had read it, even non-Dragons fans, if you haven't, just fantastic snapshot of the era and this incredible team. But it was just really touching the way that team stayed together over the years. And Proven was certainly like right at the heart of that. But as a player, he was such an on-field force as well and played 14 years in the league. You don't survive 14 years in that era without being a really tough player. You don't stay 14 years in that era without being a great player. And you certainly don't stay in that Dragons team that long unless you were a great and irreplaceable player. Like the fact that he won the Man of the Match Award in three of those 10 grand finals he played with, I think 57, 58 and 63. So doing it, you know, years apart. And his international record isn't as strong as you might think, but that has to do with the era. And he would have certainly been the, the captain of the 1959 Kangaroos if he'd gone over. But you know, this was when he was just setting up his, his retail empire and he had a young family, so he skipped the tour and, and that was the sacrifice you made in that era. I've mentioned this story before, but one of my favourite rugby league images was a cover of the Rugby League News in, I think it was 1954, but he'd won their Player of the Year award. And the prize in that era was, you know, those wooden mantelpiece clocks. And he was standing there on the cover receiving his award this tall, lanky beanpole, young, fresh-faced, and he's got no idea. And it just really struck me the first time I saw this image, this young guy, not knowing that just ahead of him, just around the corner, lies this historic run, this unfathomable success that he would be a, a key part and a driving force of. But to finish, I want to go back to that idea of authority. When I think of Johnny Cash, I, I think of some of the, the those same traits. When I hear Johnny Cash's voice, it's the voice of truth and authority. It's just this indefinable but unmistakable quality. And when he died, Bob Dylan said, Johnny Cash was and is the North Star. You could guide your ship by him. And I feel that in rugby league terms, Norm Proven was and is our North Star. So Vale to a true champion of our game who will be greatly missed, but always remembered. So thank you, Norm.